Welcome back to Resolved. We all encounter difficult issues at times, life can get tough, and it may seem impossible. But no matter what and through it all, Jesus Christ is the answer. And through Him, we can rise up and be more than conquerors. Today's message begins a new series on prayer. What is prayer, and how should we pray? That's coming up next on Resolved. Now, let's join Pastor Tom Porter. Why do people take time to ask somebody to pray for them? Uh, What is prayer? Uh, How long should we pray when we pray? What's the significance of that? And how should we do that? Some of you have just been saved. Some of you are new Christians. Some of you have been saved for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years and more. This thing called prayer. We're going to be a, it's going to be a series on prayer. And I think uh, it would be appropriate that we start out with looking at uh, what is commonly called the Lord's Prayer. I think that's a mistitle. I don't think that's the Lord's Prayer. I would call it more likely it fits the disciples' prayer. Of course, the disciples saying, Lord, teach us to pray. So Matthew chapter 6, if you would, and let's look at verse 5. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues, in the corners of the street, that they may be seen of men. Verily, or truly I say unto you, they have their reward. Prayer is the divine communion with our Heavenly Father. And that just humbles me. And it also just makes me just say, wow, awesome that we can go to the creator of the universe, the creator of all that is, almighty God, holy, holy, holy God, and say, Father, have you ever, in your darkest hours of life, have you ever wished that you had somebody that you could simply just pour your heart out to? And somebody that would understand you? God does. God does. Holy God. You're not going to interrupt him. He's not going to be watching Fox News Network. He's not going to be watching a ball game. He's not going to be preoccupied with something. How does he do that? Millions of billions of people in this world. How does he keep up with it? He's God. He's sovereign. What makes him God? Prayer. Prayer is the divine communion with our Heavenly Father. There's power in prayer. We'll talk about all these things. But look there in that verse, you know, when, when thou prayest, don't be as hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets that they may be seen of men. That's, that, that's not what it is. But thou, verse 6, when thou prayest, enter into the, thy closet, and when thou hast shut the door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. 
But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. I've had people tell me just a couple of weeks ago, sat in my office, and said, you know, we go to a particular church, we go there and we leave, we don't understand a thing that's been said. We, we just don't understand it. It's not in the English tongue, a lot of it, and just don't understand it. Vain reputation. Just going through the religious rites. But when you pray, use not vain repetition. My father commanded the 82nd Airborne Division. You all know all about that, General Porter. And uh, he, uh, <laughs> he called all the chaplains in one day, every one of them at Fort Bragg. He had a, a, general, a, a meeting of, of all, the, all the chaplains. And there's, you know, there's the, the rabbis, and there's the Catholic priests, and then there's the Protestants, and then there's the Baptists. I thought Baptists were Protestants. No, we didn't protest out of anything. We've been before that, the Reformation. And they were nervous. And Dad said to them, now, now fellas, I, I see you, you're, you're reading your prayers when I go to the chaplain uh, service, the chapel. He said, if God can't put it in your heart, then, then, then there's something wrong there. Can't, can't you pray from your heart? And then he said, about half of them passed out with this one. He said, and it wouldn't hurt you fellas every now and then to have an altar call so people could accept Jesus as their Savior. Oh, man. And some of them said, praise the Lord. And then others said, oh, my, you know, never done one of that. What will they think? Just got to be real. Prayer should be marked by sincerity and simplicity. I'm a simple guy. And I like simple things. Sincerity in Matthew 6, 6, go into the closet, shut the door, and pray between you and God. Now, that doesn't mean you go find a closet. Now, I know some people do that. They get into a closet. But just just find a quiet place. And the simplicity of prayer in verse 7, don't don't use vain repetition. Get right down to the heart of the matter and tell God what you have on your mind and in your heart. And then it says, your father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him. Then why should I ask? If God already knows what I need, don't you like it? Don't you know what your kid needs, but don't you like it when your child comes up to you and says, daddy, mommy, I really need this. That just does something to your heart. Jesus teaches in the Bible, you have not because you ask not. The Bible says to keep knocking. So it's okay to ask God for things. Remember, this is a model prayer here. Look now at verse number 9. Jesus is talking to his disciples. They've asked him to teach us how to pray. In verse 9 it says, After this manner therefore pray ye. Now we've all had English class. Y'all have English class in school here? Y'all have math classes? Yeah. Y'all make straight A's? Okay, we won't get there. But I remember when I was in English class, we, had a, we were taught how to write a letter. And we were taught that every letter needed to have uh, some components to the letter. And, and the first one was to have a heading, to whom you're addressing the letter to. And then you were to have a greeting, 
And then you have the body of the letter, and then you have the salutation. Every letter is to have a heading. And the heading in, in this, this prayer that, that Jesus is giving to them, and, and, and again, he is not saying, he's not putting him, his, himself in this place. All right, we'll talk about that later on, back down in uh, verse 12. Our Father which art in heaven, that's to whom you are addressing when you pray. People that, I had a man call me one day, he says, I got a question for you, preacher. I said, well, what is it? He said, when we pray, do we pray to Jesus or we pray to God? Well, we pray to God. Jesus says, when you pray, which are our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Now, you can call him Father if you're his child. That's the only way you can call God your Father. Nobody can come off the street and call my dad, Dad, except his three children. And none of us can walk down the street and call our Heavenly Father, Father, unless he truly is our Father, unless we've been born into the family of God. God made it possible when he sent, when he came in flesh, incarnate, was born of a virgin and lived a sinless life and in his 30s went to Calvary's cross, shed his blood for the forgiveness of our sins. Hallowed be thy name, it says. In the Greek, it can be translated, let thy name be made holy. Let thy name be made holy. How do we do that? Abraham did it in Canaan. A Canaanite was passing by and observed Abraham. So, whoa, we got us a new neighbor. And look what he's building. He's calling it an altar, an altar to God. Hmm. And everywhere Abraham went, he built an altar to God. And when Abraham began to do business with the Canaanites, they found him to be an honest man. They found that everything Abraham said increased their confidence and their trust in him. And finally... Finally, they reached the conclusion that the God whom Abraham worshipped was a holy God. And Abimelech said to Abraham, God is with thee in all that thou doest. Hey, do your co-workers say that about you in the workforce? Do they say that about you, Christian? That boy, man, that, <coughs> that, that man is, is a godly man. That woman is a godly lady. Do your teachers, uh, do, do your do, do teachers, do your students say that say that about you? Do your students look at you and say that's a godly teacher? Do your neighbors say that about you? Oh, well, I tell you, we, we got neighbors and and they're just they're just they just love God. They're just they're good folk. They're honest folk. Do they say that about you? The children of Heth said, thou art a mighty prince among us to Abraham. The entire life of Abraham revealed the reverence he had for God. And surely the name of God is to be holy. And Canaan began to realize that. The people, the Canaanites began to realize that. How are you making God's name holy among the ones that you're around? This Wednesday, we will honor those that died when terrorists, extremists, came and, and started a war in this country. 
Oh, you shouldn't call them terrorists. They're terrorists. And they came here and they started it here. And all the brave men and women, police, the fire department, civilians that ran to the aid and lost their lives, we'll, we'll be honoring them this coming Wednesday. Used to be we would say, where were you when Pearl Harbor was struck? Because that's early history. But now we say, where were you when 9-11 hit? Right now, every one of you is going, oh, I know where I was. It's just been 2001, September 11th. I read a lot of writings and things going on in the media right now about 9-11. On the morning of September 11th, Jeannie Bracca switched on television to check the weather report, only to find out that airplanes had flown into the World Trade Center in New York. She knew her husband, Al, was on the 105th floor. He worked for a, uh, a bond trader company, Cantor Fitzgerald, and he was in tower number one. He was a Christian, Al, who in 1993, when the World Trade Center was hit, helped a lady that had acute asthma, helped her to get her out of the building and saved her life. That's the kind of guy her husband, Al, was. Al was a Christian. The people in the workforce there on that floor, the 105th floor of the World Trade Center, they would, say, they would call him Rev. That's the Rev. And they would joke, and they would, uh, they would go to, to dinner parties and get liquored up, and they would never invite Al. And, and Al, uh, Al was kind of an outcast to a lot of them because of his stand for God stand for Jesus Christ. But on that day, September the 11th, Al stood there in that, in, in that office building and people listened to Al that day. And he told them about Jesus Christ and that they need to ask Jesus to come into their lives and to save them from their sins before it's eternally too late. And weeks, weeks, maybe even months later, Al's wife finally started getting the reports that history would reveal that her husband stood there and led people to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ before it's eternally too late. How is your Christian testimony? What would you have done in that, in that terrible, frantic hour? Would you be looking for a way out or would you be showing people a way out? For me to live as Christ, to die any second, it's coming down. You need to accept Christ as your Savior. Do you come to church on Sunday and sing, oh, how I love Jesus, and then use his name in vain and cursing the rest of the week? And your peers hear it, and they just shake their heads. Oh, that's one of those Christians down there. Do you go out and abuse drugs and alcohol and yet come to church and sing, Lord, I lift your name on high. What kind of high are you talking about? Do your peers see Jesus living in you or not? People are watching. You want to know what a Christian is? Go ask a lost person. So how should a Christian act? And a lost person will tell you. Look with me at verse number 10. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Then before uh, uh, you go off and ask him for something, uh, you need to give him some words of adoration. 
Too many times, and I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of it, and I've preached this message before, and and, and I'm guilty of it. Boom, there's a need. And Lord, you know, I need need to get there fast. Or Lord, I need need this uh, to be taken care of. And Lord, would you help me to do that? And we go to the Lord immediately without without addressing him at all without giving adoration. And Jesus is saying, when you, when you pray to the Father, you need to give Him some adoration. You need to praise Him before you go and give Him your grocery list of things that you need. Lord, I love you because you first loved me. Lord, you are awesome. God, you are holy. God, I'm, I'm you know, and just, and just talk about Him for a while. Don't come running him like some spoiled brat. Don't use Jesus for a credit card. Lord, I need this and I need that and I need whatever. Without first, give him adoration. Lift his name up. Connect with him. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Oh. And then go ahead, the body of the letter. Now we're going to ask him for things. Give us this day our daily bread. None of you need to pray that prayer. Especially if you look like me. I don't need to pray that. I got daily bread every day. But what Jesus is saying, because some of you just pray this prayer. There are people in this world, that's all the praying they know is this, this right here. That's all they pray. And we'll talk about that in a moment. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Give us this day our, give us this day our daily bread. That, that's just saying, Lord, provide for me today. These children down here, they, they think that eggs come from Publix. They have no idea where eggs really come from, all right? They would never eat another egg if they knew where it came from, all right? They think milk comes from Publix. It's utterly ridiculous. It really is. Our prayers, our request to Almighty God needs to come from our heart. We're with the Lord in secret and we're praying. We have not because we ask not, the Bible says. And David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. What that means is I shall not be in need of. It doesn't mean, well, Lord's my shepherd. I don't, I don't want anything. <clears throat> Wrong. It's I'm in need of nothing. Godly contentment, the Bible teaches us, is to have food in our belly and clothes on our back. That's godly contentment. That's it. Doesn't talk about a house, (laughs) you know? Hear this prayer in Philippians 4.19, but my God, you can only say that if he is your God. If you know his son, Jesus Christ, you've invited him to come into your life and to save you from your sins, then and only then can you pray, my God. My God shall supply all your need. God's going to supply all of our need according to his riches in glory. And guess who the president is? By Jesus Christ or Christ Jesus. I'm so glad that Jesus Christ is the president of the bank in glory. 
He owns the wealth in every mine, the Bible says, and the cattle on a thousand hills. But my God shall supply all your needs. And then it goes on, it says, and forgive us our debts as we forget our debtors. And some people call this the model prayer, the Lord's prayer. And as I said earlier, it's really the disciples' prayer. And today God is forgiving us of our sins on the basis of what Christ has done for us, not on the basis by which we forgive others when it comes to our salvation. There are some people that say, well, I've got to forgive them or I'm going to go to hell. No, Christ has already forgiven you whether you forgive them or not. Now, you ought to forgive them, and you, you should forgive them as a Christian. That, that's, that's, that's the thing that just blows my mind. You've got all these other religions out there, and especially those heathen religions that, that just go out, we're going to kill the infidels, which is us. They talk about killing people, and Christians talk about saving people. Christians talk about love. Others talk about hate. You see the huge contrast? Good and evil. Bless you. Today, God is forgiving us. And verse 12 is not asking God for our salvation. He is speaking here to those who are already saved. And some say, forgive us of our debt. Other churches say, forgive us of our trespasses. Well, which is it? It's both the same. They both mean sin. Forgive us of our sin. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Verse 13, look at it. It says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And lead us not into temptation. James says God does not tempt us with sin. Don't ever blame, well, God just tempted me with sin, and so I went ahead and did it. God does not tempt you with sin. So what does that mean? In the Greek, this would be translated, leave us, leave, uh, or lead us not into temptation. God is our deliverer. He's our help in time of need. But deliver us from evil. Deliver us from the devil. Satan is a powerful reality, and he is a reality. We need to ask God to deliver us from the evil one, to plead the power of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. So as with any model letter or math problems, we find ourselves working out the problems over and over the same way, just like the example or this model prayer. This model prayer is in the Gospels, and it's found not only in Matthew, but in other other Gospels. It's a good one for a new Christian. If you want to memorize this and, and give it out, that's okay if you're a new Christian. But after a few months praying this prayer, a new Christian will start to add their heartfelt words. And before too long, they'll have learned how to pray without this model prayer. Or the prayer we learned as a child, like, God is great, God is good, let us thank him for our food. That's so precious, but you know what's more precious than that? One day, that four-year-old child, that three-year-old child will be praying that prayer at the dinner table in front of you and the grandparents and God. And that little precious child will say, God is great. God is good. Let us thank thank him for our food. And thank you, God, for mommy and daddy who worked so hard to take care of me. See, they've added to it now. They're growing in the Lord. 
Not only is prayer the divine communion with our Heavenly Father, but prayer is the vision of the believer. Prayer is the vision of the believer. That's where the Lord leads us. Hello, friends. This is Pastor Tom Porter of Temple Baptist Church in Titusville, Florida. I would like to thank you for joining me in this podcast and bringing the good news that Jesus Christ is the risen Savior. There is no problem too big and no blessing too small when Jesus is the Lord of our lives. I would like to ask you a question. When you die, where will you spend eternity? Will you spend it with Jesus forever or be eternally separated from him? You know, the Bible says, Whosoever calleth upon the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved from their sins. You know, it's God's desire for you to have faith in His Son, Jesus Christ. Your sins have separated you from God. You must admit to God that you're a sinner and ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins. Jesus bridges that gap between you on this earth and heaven. Will you accept Jesus as your personal Savior today? It's easier than you think. You can pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I admit to you that I'm a sinner. I realize that you paid the penalty for my sins on the cross, and I want to receive you into my life right now. Save me from my sins. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you just prayed that prayer with me, then you've been born into the family of God. Thanks for listening. Resolved is a production of Temple Baptist Church, Titusville, Florida, USA. For notes on this message and others, you can find them at resolved.podbean.com. If you wish to send us a question or comment, you can email us at resolved.tbc at gmail.com. We are also on Twitter at Resolved Podcast. If you're ever in our area, we hope that you'll come by and see us. Remember, Jesus is Lord. Take care and God bless you.